woke up quick at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins. It's Craft Beer Radio episode 482 on Saturday, November 17th, 2018. Welcome back to Craft Beer Radio, everyone. And uh, tonight we got beers. We got a hop journey from the looks yes. of it. Yes, we do. I mean, there's a lot hoppy stuff happening and then some sour stuff. So I'm I'm really curious to see what's going on. All right. So let's warm up with this stinky hippie from North Country Brewing. You pick this up at uh, Whole Foods or... No, Giant... Market, uh, district. Giant Eagle Market District. It was one of the newer... Newer ones on the shelf on the on the Pickham shelves. Yeah. So uh, North Country Brewing Company is a um, older oh, head. Yeah, older um, craft brewery here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, I'd estimate their age at eight or nine years, I would say. And they've done Stinky Hippie the entire time, but they are relatively new to cans. They've only been canning for about two years. I oh, would okay. Say. So it's 5.0% alcohol by volume. This is brewed since uh, 2015. So only two years. Eight, three years. I look, I'm looking at the 17 on here, but mm-hmm. I remember that's, that's... Okay, well, so maybe they're kind of production brewery versus brew pub, because they've definitely okay. done Stinky Hippie at the brew pub that's, for th- that could be the much, case. much longer. Uh, Stinky Hippie is brewed with, uh, they say, generous amounts of Simcoe and Columbus hops, and then dry hop with Columbus. Look at the color on that too. It's really, uh, really dark, like um, not quite cola colored. Sort of dark tea. Yeah, it's, uh, it looks like an iced tea with a giant foamy head. So the, the the smell is not quite as dank as you might expect for something like Stinky Hippie. Right? It doesn't smell more. It doesn't smell like weed. It smells more like well, Columbus hops. Yeah, there's a little bit, a slight cattiness to this, right? It's. It doesn't smell like a litter box or a urinal or anything like that, but there's something that's just kind of, kind of herbal to caddy in there, just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It, it's it's not. It's not quite doored. No, it's not doored. It's not. It's not quite full amarillo. It hasn't gone that far. It's a little green. It's a little sulfury. Onto the flavor. has a pretty big malt backbone to it. Because, I mean, I'm not shocked looking at the color. Yeah, you get a lot of pale malt. get a little bit of, like, crystal-type toffee sweetness in there. The um, hops have some flavor. I think it's mostly bitterness, at least on the first sip. You know, the bitterness is moderate. The hop flavor is a little orange peel, a little... You know, it's not, it's not too sulfury. It's not too oniony or anything yeah. like that. I think actually orange is probably one of the main flavors I got on that first sip. But I think it'll probably evolve as I take some more sips. It probably could warm up a bit. Um, it's got a it's got a pretty uh, strong carbonation on it, um, but it doesn't feel you know it feels around five percent. Feels about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a neat balance to it. You don't get these every mm-hmm. day. And, um, you know, that I, I like how the malt's pretty assertive in this one and balances out the hops. 
Yeah, and the hops are. I mean, you you'd get from from the from the can from the name that the the hops would be a real magnified starring role here, but they're mm-hmm. they're balanced. Kind of mellow, like a hippie. It's it's weird because like if we put that in in our phase diagram, right? It's probably like a phase one or something around there. Maybe phase one and a half with Simcoe in it. it. It's a weird. Yeah, it's definitely like a throwback. Yeah. Type of um, character and the big malt character too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it has that like English pedigree to an IPA. But, you know, with uh, those Columbus hops, you know, which would, you know, be a traditional bittering hop where this one they're using it a little bit more flavoring. Technically, they call it a pale ale. It's hoppy enough to be considered an IPA as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, um, there's not. I agree. You know, a pale ale shouldn't be like this hop forward. Right. Um, some American pale ales could be. A little floral thing as I'm drinking it, you know, the, the hops are opening up a little bit more, and they're kind of giving a kind of I don't know, like something vaguely flowery and, and clover-like is really what's yeah. coming to my mind mostly. Um, still green, but a little, mm-hmm. a little sort of sort of polleny essence. Yeah, very drinkable, but very much a throwback. Very much, you know, you get, you're getting into something that is um, not at all the the more refined uh, hop experience that you'd get in later phases. Yeah, so I finished my six ounces and still had a significant amount of head in the bottom of the glass. Mm-hmm. Had to pour the head out. I'm just going to pour out just some of my water mixed with the head just to get that. And we don't have the dump bucket here, so we're usually using the cans. All right, so um, you want to do the Jolly Pumpkin or the single cut next? What do you think? Um, or should we do Eric's beers? Eric sent us some beers. Yeah, let's let's do one of these okay. first, and then we'll do those. Okay. Uh, let me go. Let's go with the Jolly Pumpkin. Then. Okay. So this is. I assume you picked this up at Whole Foods or something. Uh, let's save on beer. Save on beer. Bamarillo from uh, from Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales. They say it's named after Bam the Jack Russell and Ben the Armadillo. Okay. Uh, but it also has Amarillo hops, as you might have expected. 5.1% by Volumes, 24 IBU. Jolly Pumpkin does ages everything in oak. They say the time in oak here is three months. Hops with Cascade, Amarillo, and Crystal. The grains are Pilsner malt, Pale malt, Wheat malt, Black malt, Flaked barley, and Crystal 75. And pineapple. And pineapple. That's something that... uh... Oh, okay, let's see here. Amarillo was Asian oak fruit over three months. The final months of aging pineapple puree was added to accentuate the hops... Uh, before packaging, Amarillo was dry hopped with both Crystal and Amarillo hops. Okay, yeah, so they call this one uh, Amarillo Hop to Saison on the label. You smell the nose and you get some 
oak is is primarily you get, yeah. you get some oaky you get some tangy funkiness you know it's it's not quite like a clean saison it seems like it might be a little bit of a funky saison so that brings a smile to my face oak pineapple puree and a funky saison yeast definitely curious yeah the oak smells really good kind of gives you that um the way the oak's playing with the the sour notes on the nose i mean it it's reminding me of a lambic type aroma yeah i want to move on to the flavor here has a very minerally uh, middle to it kind of get the pineapple juice at the end i really don't get the hops all that much no, I mean, for all the dry hopping they did and stuff like that, the hops are not super apparent. Um, getting the oak a lot. The sour is not very sour at all. Um, okay, this bottle's a year and a half old, mm. so the hops might be kind of mellowed by now. For sure. Hmm. I'm getting... This weird, like, uh, center to it, and everything else is kind of fleeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, this mineral in it, it's almost chalky, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like a ridge in the middle. And then you get some kind of tangy tartness. You're left with a, especially on my second sip, I'm left with this monster oak aftertaste. It's a little overpowering. Yeah, I wonder if having this be so old... It's contributed to it not being... It could be. I mean, it might have been a lot hoppier back in May of 17. <clears throat> well, okay, so... It's, it's So they have this thing on the back here that says sour level at time of drinking, question mark, and it gives a 1 through 11, and then says bottle plus clock equals more sour. Mm-hmm. But they don't have an indicator as to what you should expect in terms of sour. Oh, right. So I don't, like, are you supposed to label it? <laughs> like, just yeah. take a black marker and, and just send it back like a Sharpie? And <laughs> Share with us on social media. Yeah, oh, they, I guess I think so. they want you to circle how sour it is. And... Hmm. But because of that, that means that they expected you to age it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can't, like... Hold it against the beer that that it's old. No, I mean I wouldn't. Um, when I picked up this beer, you know, I knew it was a Jolly Pumpkin. So, you know, it's a, we talked about this last week, I think, right? Where it's just a hellscape of old beer out there, mm-hmm. and you know, so I saw a Jolly Pumpkin, you know, saison, like you know that has legs, right? So, you know, it's a safe bet to be able to get such a thing. When I saw Bamarillo, I thought it was going to be. I guess it kind of is because their saison isn't their saison typically like Bam beer, isn't? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I saw Bamarillo. I'm like, oh, it's it's a Amarillo saison. I missed the pineapple part until I pulled it out of the fridge today. It's um, it's interesting. I was not expecting kind of the. I don't know. If, I guess it's, I guess it's a Brett culture in there. I mean. It's something that feels vague, but it, that could be the oak playing with me, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. A lot of times, I can I can pick out when when and there's definitely bread in here, but not entirely sure. Probably, you know, it's it's growing on me. That kind of chalky ridge in the middle is kind of flattening out, and I'm getting 
more things now, right? I can, you know, it's not fleeting around the edges. I'm getting a fuller mouthfeel. Maybe working out some of the carbonation might have helped. Still feels pretty aqueous to me around the edges. I'll try to roll out mm-hmm. some of this carbonation and see if it gets any better at the last sip or so. I don't know if pineapple was a good choice here. I, I feel I feel like I would have much preferred to have the saison underneath. Mm-hmm. I think that the pineapple juice itself is overpowering a little bit. Okay, I think the the biggest detriment is the oak. I think it's just too oaky. That could be the case too. Well, throw mayonnaise and spam in this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the pre-show if you want to. Understand what that's about. Okay, yeah. So we got some beers in the mail yesterday from listener Eric in New York City. He sent us some beers before. He must uh, frequent the um, Hudson River, or is it Hudson Valley River? Hudson River Valley. We're not drinking those tonight, so I don't have the names. They are fresh. And um, but tonight he also sent us two beers from other half, and they're like the same kind of beer, right? We have uh, double Simcoe Daydream and triple Citra Daydream. So we figured it'd be we're assuming the beers are similar in pedigree, mm-hmm. and it'd be fun to do the different hops side by side. Uh, I guess we should do the double before the triple. What do you think? Sure. Okay, so uh, Double Simcoe Daydream is an Imperial Oat Cream IPA. So in other words, this this is what I would call your New England style. Uh, as you can see, that is completely opaque. Uh, it's um, kind of yellowish with, with sort of white edges. Yeah, these are the murky ones. Mm-hmm. These are the uh, the kind of, you know, what I'm hoping to see. When I open one of these. What they're calling it is an oat cream, which may be more fitting for mm-hmm. this sort of style. Yeah. Uh, although, I think one of the reasons they're calling it cream is because lactose is in here as well. Okay. Which is not necessarily going to be... Yeah, it's more of a milkshake type yeah. IPA at that point. Hopped with Simcoe and Simcoe only. Double dry hopped. Double dry hopped, meaning is it dry hopped twice? Yeah. Okay. So they add they they so once the beer is done fermenting, they add hops on top of it. Mm-hmm. Wait a couple of days. Wait a couple of days. Take those hops off and add more hops. I don't know if they you can't really take them off. You just put more. You just on. put more. You just throw more on. Okay. Yeah, because you probably don't want to. Well, so the thing that's get, that gets to me is okay. So you have to do it after fermentation. I mean, if you if you have an open fermenter, I guess you could take them off the top. But if yeah. you're in a unitank, you really can't take them off the top. So I you you can't. So you have to do this after fermentation because otherwise there could be germs and stuff on the hops that would get in and eat the sugars, right? So it has to be done with its... With its well, I, at the very least, it's primary fermentation. That's, that's less that's less of a worry. I think the main thing is if you do it while fermentation is still acting on it, you don't get that clean, clean dry hopped, you know, hop bursting type um, application of dry hopping kind of waste them a little bit because they can kind of get muddled in with the beer but there's got to be like a bunch of other yeasts and stuff that are that are on the hops so well, you don't want to throw that in until most until the yeast has done most of its work and and most yeah, of the yeast gonna, is going to die so i mean hops are you know pretty antimicrobial 
like beings in themselves, right? They have that whole like preservative nature to them. And yeah, but the but, kinds of yeast that you're but talking life about, is, life is relentless everywhere. But, but the ki- yes, but the kinds of yeast you're talking about are things that aren't purebred Saccharomyces. So they're the kinds that will still gnaw away at whatever residual sugars are left in the beer anyway, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think the, it's less of a worry, right? Um, it's not really if you pitch them too early, they're going to feast on the sugar because okay. they're not going to ramp up fast because they're not. Thoroughbreds, right, like okay. Saccharomyces gotcha. is. Saccharomyces cerevisiae. Cerevisiae. Yeah. But like as we said before, like those guys are bred to mm-hmm. do their thing, to do it fast, efficiently. And, you know, you throw some wild yeast in there, he's not going to be able to compete in that culture very effectively. 8.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, as I said, Hapa Simcoe has lactose and oats. So this is double Simcoe. When you smell this thing, it it doesn't really... It's not obvious that it's Simcoe. I'm getting kind of an orangey... Um... It's not obvious. Okay. What's that? <laughs> it's okay. You say so. You don't think it? Oh, I'm not getting like this dank, sulfury thing on the nose. It smells like Simcoe to me. Okay. I'm curious to see if, if we're just smelling something different. It smells the same to me. Think of a tangerine with the sulfury elements turned up. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm just really picking up on the the citrus fruit type aromas on this guy. Yeah, you get the the citrus, you get kind of that um OT um smooth type smell, you know, getting really you know, effervescent carbonation or anything off the nose on this. It's a Simcoe beer, all right. It tastes like a bitter orange with some green onion. Um, really could use some some other elements to to knock it down, knock that Simcoe down. I mean, I look, I get it. it it's it's made to be a mm-hmm. Simcoe beer. I mean, right. if if you're a Simcoe fan, you're gonna like this, like like your Trogues Double Simcoe and stuff like that, right? But um, yeah, oh, I no, do. Trump like, made nut nugget nectar. He made double zip wirebucker. Wirebucker, yeah. yeah. I do like this beer. I like how the, you know, the tangerine orange flavor is pretty strong and big citrusy. It goes well with the, the kind of creamy body, the the lactose and the oats of the beer. It um, orange juice is starting to linger in the aftertaste now. Yeah, my my problem is is that it's not, it it's not. Sweet's not the right word. Juicy enough? No, it, it, it's a sulfury bit that 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 always okay. gets me on Simcoe. Um, like Simcoe, I think can be, can be an exceptionally well used hop when it's dialed in a particular way, but when it's thrown in and it just gets this big oniony thing with it. Um, now, if I were in a bar and I had this, I'd be fine. But when I'm in this mm-hmm. mode, right? I hear you. Yeah, I'm digging this. I'm curious to see how it compares to the next beer. I, I as I'm drinking it, it's getting a little more pithy, but still mostly juice for me. I think the lactose is is, is helping a bit, right? By at least um at least 
attacking the the more bitter sulfury parts um but it, i think this is like if you were looking at ibu on this it'd probably be pretty high probably this is an eight and a half percent alcohol by volume beer so mm. it's a pretty big beer too I hear something in the background. Yes. I don't know what it means, so I'm just going to ignore it. Maybe it'll go away yeah. if you don't look at it. But if you want it to go away even faster, all you have to do is go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. What the hell? It does. It's okay. got there right okay. now. Watch, watch, watch. Hey, Joe, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Whoa. See? Wow. Oh, wait. Joe clicked away. Oh, oh Joe. Joe. Anyway. Oh, you just hit the back button. There. <laughs> See? Just it works. You just go to craftbeer.com slash Amazon. If you if you hit the checkout button and buy a bunch of stuff, it just turns it off for a very long time. That's that's great. Joe. Uh, Joe got distracted. Yeah. Well, anyway, if you don't want to have this running around your head forever, then do the right thing. Go to craftyradio.com slash Amazon and buy all your stuff that you want to get from the company that is taking over the world, so you might as well just acquiesce to it. Amazon. Making Crystal City better one day at a time. Boy, I have lots to say. <laughs> okay. But we will wait until the post show. All righty. <laughs> so we just did the other half, uh, double... Simcoe. Mm -hmm. So now we might as well do the other half, Triple Citra. So th these are both the daydream, right? Yes. So, uh, so this is Triple Citra Daydream, oats, lactose, triple dry hot with Citra, and Citra Lupulin powder. Ooh. So when I got these and took them out of the box, I put them in the fridge upside down so they would. Ah, all the good hazy bits won't be stuck in the bottom of the can. So, if you're wondering what the difference is between the double and the triple, uh, in terms of like malt or anything like this, I'm not sure. Except for the double is 8.5 and the triple is 10.5. So, more alcohol, just more alcohol. Actually, the color is slightly more orangey here. Mm -hmm. Not quite as yellow. Still... It's also darker too. Like yeah. it, it's it's more opaque. Less mm -hmm. light gets through. Where the other one was kind of murky and white. This one's kind of darker. It's murkier. So this is sort of Citra, the the pre phase three or the start of phase three, depending on how you want to look at mm -hmm. it. Uh, the the first of the kind of real tropical, or at least heading that direction, juicier. Uh, Jeff's original term, deliciousness. <laughs> uh, less apparently bitter, more apparently juicy hop. Yeah, so the aroma isn't quite as expressive as the last one for me. You know, it, it's it's hoppy and everything, but it's not quite as expressive as the Simcoe one was, where I was getting this, you know, lovely citrus. For this one, it's a little more the murkiness and... I don't know, it seems like... I don't get that oniony note. Okay. Not surprising, but sometimes Citra can give you that oniony note. Sometimes yeah. Mosaic can, too. I've never gotten from Galaxy. But Mosaic, mm -hmm. if you pile Mosaic upon Mosaic, you can... Yeah. I think Mosaic being a Simcoe derivative, it sort of makes sense. But Galaxy and some of the other ones, Motueka, don't have that. 
uh, Nelson Savine. Yeah, so the aroma on this one, you're getting a pile of that kind of hazy IPA smell, right? Where you're getting kind of the OT barley yeasty thing going on. Yes, yeah, then, for sure. You know, the citrus is kind of laying in there, but it's 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 more of like the orange that comes from a creamsicle than it is like orange flesh or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I was thinking there's almost a little bit of plum in there. Okay. Maybe peach and something kind of along those lines. Yeah, as a I'm almost more... getting I'm almost getting something that's like a like a hint of lavender or something in there. Like a... there's something like yeah, there's so it, it's a it's a really different aroma from the from the big Simcoe because that was like a big tangerine with mm-hmm. a little bit of dankness. So while they both have orange notes, they kind of they swing mm-hmm. in big sides here. Under the flavor, big full mouthfeel as you'd expect with all the lactose and oats and everything. The hops don't stick out as far as they did in the last one. No, and with the lupulin powder, I was sort of expecting more of a of a burn, like a lupulin burn. But yeah, I think uh, a little, little bit, little. like top of my mouth, like the top back of my throat. Creamier. I did. I was spinning around a lot, so it has, it has lost a lot of its carbonation. Um, it's nice and fresh. This is more pleasing to me. Has a bit of like orange soda, like a Fanta mm-hmm. type. The combination of the mouthfeel and the flavor, it's kind of Fanta y, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is more orange cream school than the last one. Like, mm-hmm. this, yeah. this definitely fits in with that, like getting that thing at the pool when you were eight and you were mm-hmm. to get that orange. And then your mom told you you couldn't go back in the pool for 30 minutes because you cramps and die. Right. I wonder what doctor thought that up. <laughs> Urban myths just, you know, start and then there's no Snopes you could check back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is pretty good. Yeah. It's not one that to really, like, dissect, though. I don't think we're going to have tons to say. I mean, it ain't Lou. Yeah. Right? It's it, So it's, it's good. I think we're enjoying it. Um... And of course, we want to thank Eric so much for sending yes. these because we don't get fresh, great, you know, stuff like this too often. Yeah, but there's... yes, I got to say thanks for getting you know such fresh beers mm-hmm. to us. Like, really on the ball. But there's um, there's not a lot of like stuff to say other than yeah, you know, you're getting your o- your od creaminess. You're getting mm-hmm. uh, a lot of hop stuff without a lot of bitterness. It's a good milkshake IPA, mm-hmm. and. It's going to be hard to really yeah, pontificate it, on it. It's a good version of this milkshake slash oat cream style because it's not too sweet. It's not so. I, th- I mean, I think it's pretty obvious on which one you like better. Yeah. Because you had such a, a strong thing for the Simcoe. For me, and, you know, I'm not you really want to sort of plant the rankings or anything, but since we did them side by side, you know, if I had a preference, you know, I'm kind of torn. I think I would take the simple, the triple citra over it because that kind of orange soda thing is kind of neat. Um, but I did like the juicier, like real orange juice, real tangerine that I was getting in the Simcoe. So I think remember, Jeff wins. likes durian. Yeah, I think the Citra wins by a hair. So make sure to to you just, just not to insult Jeff or insult anyone who does like durian, but just to give you a calibration for your expectations. Yes. 
I had Durian candy this week. So. I think we talked about that last time. Yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah. still sitting on Laura's, outside oh. Laura's cube. So I was up there like this week. I had to talk to the HR person who was in town. And um, I was waiting outside the conference room because it was kind of like open office hours. And I grabbed the Durian candy. And then I realized like when I'm sitting in the con- at this across the table from her, I'm like, I hope I'm not <laughs> breathing Durian down on her. <laughs> Did you just eat a person? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we have another double IPA and we have a sour ale. I think we do the single cut next. Yeah, I think that we have to. So next is single cut. This was one of... uh, Single Cut's also in New York, right? What's that? Are Single Cut in New York? Or are they... They're in Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there were a couple of single cuts, uh, at, uh, at the store, but, uh, not a lot of them that were fresh. Uh, and if I want a double IPA, that's going to be of this sort of nature, then, uh, I want it to be fresh. So I got this one, Cold Fire, which I think was only two months old, as opposed to the other ones, which were as much as, I don't know, six to eight months old. Yuck. Yeah. 8.2% percent not by volume, 126 IBU. Oh, that's it? Um, they say it's mega dry hopped because the spiders demanded it. I don't know what that means. This is a, a hazy IPA. See? Astoria, New York. Is that Brooklyn or is that somewhere else? Uh, it's in New York. See this? See, this is hazy. Okay. That's not New England. That's hazy. Okay. To me, this is my definition. Sure. Yes. Uh, so, so I, th- can... I think where we, you know, I think our discrepancy was, I was anchoring New England to the OG, right? Heady, and this looks like Heady, which, which I understand, right? Right. I understand that, but yeah, in in my book, from my level, this is hazy because this is like what when you see. Uh, like new New Belgium doing, they call something a hazy. It looks kind of like this. So it looks exactly like this. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of translucent. I can I can't really make Jeff out through it, but it's got a lot of haze in it. But it's not opaque like what I would call the New England styles are. All right, the aroma on this guy. This two months old. Month, a month. month. Old. Okay, one month old. Yeah. Yay! October sixteenth. Put this can. The this the uh, other halves for those who are wondering, they were canned last week. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. <laughs> All right. So the aroma on this one, you're getting some hops, but they're they're not super expressive. I mean, what do you got? It's kind of... It's an orangey note. A little orangey. You get some kind of, you know, run-of-the-mill malt type aroma. I think I have to taste, you know. I'm not great at at identifying hops by aroma other than a double Simcoe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, moving on to the flavor. Kind of get... It's a pretty juicy Mm. IPA. So you're getting kind of a uh, mm. uh, orange. It's like a orange lime type thing going on. Um, oh, there's Simcoe in here. Um, 
You're just the Simca detector tonight. Well, my uh, my senses have been my my spidey sense is tingling. My Simco sense, my Simco spidey. <laughs> there's Simco in here. I would say there's probably mosaic in here. Um, I like the juiciness of this one. It has a big fruit juice type flavor to it. You know, it mm. kind of brings across that. So I'm starting to get some of that. Mango. It's actually actually a bit sunny delight. There's actually a sunny D type flavor here. Interesting. So so one of the indicators to me that there's mosaic in here is the mango. Mm-hmm. Um, but also getting some of that tangerine note that Simcoe like. And there's a third hop, I think, and I can't figure out what that is. Okay. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cold Fire has at least Simcoe and Mosaic in it. This is, um, I, I've not had good luck with single cut. They're kind of not on my go-to list, but this is good. This, this is, is good. This this is, I like this a lot, mm-hmm. actually. This is, um, this is a strong contender tonight it's because... It's pretty drinkable. It's... I love that kind of the bouquet juiciness. is really cool. The, the 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 way the hops are playing blend, with each other yeah. is is really interesting. And there's 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 more dynamicism. I mean, these are single. The other two from other half are single hops. So I mean, yeah. you're only going to get so much. Mm-hmm. This is more of a bouquet, and there's more interesting stuff happening here. Um, so if, I I don't want to you know I don't want to to bang on the other half too much. I mean. I think for single hops, they're really interesting, mm-hmm. but they're not as interesting as, as a multi-hop IPA can be. Right. Yeah, that has a pretty interesting, like you said, bouquet. Bouquet as in uh, flavor for me, because the aroma was Yeah, the aroma is very, was, yeah, yeah. Now I'm getting kind of this, like, a little bit of hop burn on the top of my throat now, so mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of, lot of hops in this guy to make it go. They, they did say it was mega dry hop. Mega dry hop. I put in quotes around it. They don't. Okay. Because the spiders demanded it. Now, I will note, spiders is capitalized. So, <laughs> they're not spiders, but mm-hmm. the these spiders. These spiders. Is yeah. it a gang that, you know, they get protection from or something like that? Or the, they're naming their fans or... Mm. Or the spiders from Mars, maybe. Or they just spiders prefer to be capitalized, you know. Mm. It is New York. I mean, yeah, the rats are big. The spiders probably big too. I wonder if the spiders are first Amazon. <laughs> Crafterradio.com slash the spiders. <laughs> Don't make me go do web work, <laughs> webmaster work. Uh, but I do like it. Cold fire from single cut. Yeah, yeah, that was hands down the best single cut that I've had. I've had some real disasters from them. I gotta watch that age, man. It's not just that. They were just putting out some weird They had, they put out a lot. Yeah. You know, but I've had you know, to to be fair on them, I've had disasters from Evil Twin. Mm-hmm. But I've had a lot of great, great stuff from Evil Twin. So yeah. I haven't had a huge amount of great stuff from a single cut. But I'm willing to give them a chance that they can make stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, now that I've had this one, I'll be a little more willing to give them a, another chance. All right. So 
The last beer of the evening is another, uh, this is a brew we don't get very often, so I'm kind of excited to get our hands on it. Uh, JD sent this to us, and Thank this you, is the uh, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company Leaking Staves. Make sure you wash out your, your glass for this I one. did, yes. Okay. Uh, American Sour Ale, 8.25% alcohol volume, hop with Simcoe and Crystal. Uh, fruit added is Cabernet grapes, aged in French oak barrels. The malts that are used are Canadian two-row wheat and oats. The color um, is interesting because like it, it's got this amberish color, whereas on their... On their website, it has more of a red color. <laughs> yeah, so. no, it didn't keep the red unless that's all in the bottom of the bottle. Um, one thing they have on the label, which you didn't mention, was the acidity at 9.5 grams per liter. Yes, that is on the list, but I've never brought that <laughs> yeah. up. So 15 IBU. So, of course, I mean, a sour like this, you're not really concerned with, with throwing a bunch of IBU at you. So uh, one, you mentioned French oak, right? But in the little description on the side, they're talking about how they're aged in French oak fooders. So, you know, it's not like fresh right. oak, right? So you, you hopefully we're not going to get this giant oaky flavor like we got in the Jolly Pumpkin. All right. So the aroma. It smells sour. Yeah, it's kind of jammy, right? You're getting this like jelly grape. Almost like, yeah, it's kind of like grape jelly or something like that. Maybe, you know, as opposed to wine or grape skins. For me, it's kind of closer to maybe like a, a grape jelly, but maybe a little more tart than that. I'm trying to figure out the the sour, the main souring component. Is it acetic? Is it lactic? Um... It, it comes across as kind of both, and I'm trying mm -hmm. to, to... Now, if you take a sip, yeah, you definitely get a little bit of both. You get this weird burn on your tongue, See, and you get some lactic, and then, yeah, it seems like it's a little more... I don't know if acetic's the right word. Um... So what... So, okay, so acetic would be sort of vinegar, yeah. right? Um, lactic is going to be... Uh, yogurt mm -hmm. uh, and then what gives a citric acid? Out of practice, yeah, <laughs> that's the one I'm not yeah. uh, too up on. Yeah, so this one does. It's not. It does not like a yogurty lactic. It's more mm -hmm. of. A, I don't know. Let me There's take, a let little me take bit of. So, so the weird thing about, about the 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 lactic is that it has sort of a creamy kind of feel to mm -hmm. it a bit. Uh, what what you can, you can you can kind of taste there. Uh, the the acetic note. I mean, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't taste like a cantillon. What? How do you say guza? That's closer than. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not guza. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I made sure to pronounce the g this time because uh, love, now it's seared in my memory that I, I, that I we were wrong. I don't know. I just like, I just don't have Flemish ears. I listened yeah. to the video. And I still, like, I know I'm going to get it wrong. I'm like, so self-conscious against saying it or for saying it now. Like, like it's, there's an R, like a rolling R in there a little bit. It's like, goes, uh, goes. Or something. Goes. I just, anyway, 
A goose. Yes. <laughs> Just own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Cantillon, like I, their 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 plain lambic, is is really pretty acetic. Mm-hmm. Um, this has a citric acid thing though going yeah. on. Yeah, and I mean the grape juice might be, you know, the grapes, and you might be adding a little bit. Yeah, to that. yeah, it, it's not really detectable to me that there are grapes there. It was really in the aroma. Like, there's not much. Maybe a little bit of grape skin in the flavor. The oak is like pretty much perfect. I mean, there's yeah. there's it, there's actually a little bit more than I expected, but it, it's a good balance. Mm-hmm. It's not overpowering. It's there. You can taste it, but it's not like you don't taste it and say oak. Yeah, like that. Jolly yeah, pumpkin, it, it is a component of the flavor. This is the uh, leaking staves, which. Uh, if there's different versions of leaking staves, this is the grape version. But I think they're talking about a grape press when they talk about leaking staves. The fruit press there, because there's actual gaps between the staves to let the juice run out. The staves in the oak barrel, in the fruit press. Oh, in the fruit press. That, that's like a, when you make wine. But, but the barrel, but the barrel is made of staves, right? The the oak yes, and, and but the, see the see the crank on the top and uh-huh. stuff. This is not a barrel. This is a fruit press. Okay, so but it's it it's looks still got like oak staves. In it. Yes, yes. But there's actual gaps between the staves. Ah, I see. Intentionally to I let see. the juice run out. I did not know that. Now I do. Will it be stored? Will Will it be stored in my brain? Yeah. Is the question. The Gooza stuff was. <laughs> Gooz. <laughs> All right. Time to rank. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll 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 go first. Please do. I wouldn't want to get in your way. Hmm. Yeah, I put the Jolly Pumpkin in last place. It was just over oaky, and it kind of... It felt too narrow in terms of its flavor profile, and I just wasn't uh, wasn't getting what I really wanted from it. Okay, so put that Amarillo down there at the back. Hmm. hmm. This is, this is tougher than I might have thought, but I think I'm going to put the Citra Daydream in fifth place. My own feeling is like I just it felt too oniony, felt too the Citra or the Simcoe, Simcoe. I'm sorry, thank you. Yes. The Simcoe Daydream. Something wasn't computing there. <laughs> uh, too oniony, too too strong for me in in that big oniony thing. I've never been a double Simcoe fan, so it's not I guess surprising, but I think it's well put together. Uh, I'm going to put the Stinky Hippie in fourth place. That was... I liked it. Uh, especially as, as, as a, you know, a kind of rare, much more rare throwback mm-hmm. to the kind of stuff that, that uh, we used to have when we started. Although that was better than a lot of the beers we had when we started. <laughs> but right. it's got better, it's got tougher competition these days. Yeah. 
so yeah, North Country doing doing their doing their thing with their with the just plain old standard. Uh, you might consider it a shelf turd, but it's 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 decent, especially if you want that throwback taste. Uh, in third place, here's where it gets a little even even tougher. So I'm going to put. Hmm. It is a tough one. But I think what I'm going to have to do is put the other other half here. And I'm going to put the Citra Daydream here. Not that... I mean, I think that all these, these, these four I really enjoyed. But I think that the other two I liked more... Uh, and I think the sort of the perils of doing a single hop IPA is mm-hmm. that you, you're kind of putting yourself into a corner and, and you're, you're going to, unless you're somehow amazing me with something else, uh, if there's other stuff that has more expressive things going on, then I'm going to probably like it more. So then in first place, uh, or sorry, rather in second place, the Captain Lawrence in the first place, I'm going to put the single cut because I thought the single cut really nailed it. And the Captain Lawrence is really, really good. Okay. Sounds good. I will agree with you that the Jolly Pumpkin's going to land in last place tonight. Um, Oak was way out of whack. Other than that, I thought there was some good stuff in there. Uh, I would have liked to have both beers at the same time, the fresh one and the old one, just to see how it had changed, if that would have been possible. Uh, The sourness seemed a little... the, The beer overall, I guess, seemed a little, like, closed off at front but then as i got used to it i was getting a wider swath of of things to look at but yeah the oak was just a monster i'm gonna put the angry hippie and or is it angry stinky stinky hippie in fifth place <laughs> hippies don't get angry man yeah, that's when as soon as i said i'm like that doesn't make sense <laughs> um it was fine it just you know it's, yeah it's just the throwback mm-hmm yeah, the Columbus was neat. You guys can taste some good flavors in there. Um, I did like how the malts played with the, interplayed with that one uh, really well. Better than a lot of times when you get that kind of malt uh, treatment on an IPA. I thought that one actually worked out pretty well. All right, so now I think I'm actually going to... Here's where we start to diverge. I'm going to drop the Captain Lawrence all the way down to fourth place. Um, you know, I didn't... The beer was fine. But it didn't. It didn't really do much for me. There was not much I was too excited about in the beer. Um, I think it's a good sour. I think I like it. I enjoy it. You, you're allowed. Uh, for me, no, I'm not. Argue with me, damn it. <laughs> uh, so I uh, just talk about what I was thinking. You know, I would, smelled the grapes. You know, kind of give me this jammy thing. But in the flavor, it wasn't really that noticeable. Um, you know, it was just a very clean malt and a sourness and a little bit of oak. The oak was well done, but, you know, I just, I wanted more out of that beer. So now I've got three hazies in New England's at the top. I think I'm going to pretty much take them in the order Greg did as well, but, you know, he had them a little more spread out. I'm going to put the double Simcoe in third place and we already talked about which one of these two i prefer more i really liked kind of the fruit juice tangerine orange juice flavor of the other half but i think the overall drinkability of the triple citra you know just wins out by a hair in my preference on the two 
and then the cold fire from single cut um i really liked the the blend of hops they brought in the flavor the nose could have definitely been opened up and it could have been a more engaging beer to smell but you know that that's a small portion compared to the overall impression and um I just thought they did a really good job with the hop flavors in that beer. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you want to contact us, you can email us, beer at craftbeerradio.com. You know, it's going to be the holiday seasons. Do your Christmas shopping at Amazon, but don't go to Amazon. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. You know, don't use the mobile app or anything. The, The devil made the mobile app, so craftyradio.com slash Amazon and uh, we'll be back again uh, real soon with Thanksgiving and I'm going to be going up to deer camp with my dad and stuff so we might miss a week or something okay. so we'll work it out cause the boys in the hood are always hard come talking that trash and we'll pull your card knowing nothing in life but to be legit don't quote